Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking with Loren North. She's a speaker and workshop facilitator who teaches professional appearance skills to organizations who desire to differentiate their brand through team styling. Through her style workshops, professional styling services, and dress code development, Loren educates, excites, and empowers people around their personal style so that they know how to dress for themselves within the framework of a professional setting. She teaches the foundations of flattering style and universal guidance for menswear and womenswear that attendees can immediately and easily implement on their own. She's developed dress codes and taught her style strategy to hundreds of people through her workshops and presentations for clients in hospitality, finance, technology, and property management. She's based in Phoenix, Arizona, which is where I met her, and her services are available in person and virtually, so you can definitely access her services no matter where you live. So welcome, Loren. Thank you, Fazia. Happy to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you about style in the workplace because I know for me personally, when I moved my business from my office to at home, I got lazy. I'll be Mm -hmm. honest. I'll be completely honest. I got lazy. Things started to uh, just pile up on me with family and whatnot. And so I just started wearing jeans and a black t-shirt. I bought, I swear to you, I have 30 pairs of, or 30 um, black t-shirts in my closet and they might have a slightly different neckline, but not they're the same thing. And it was just so easy. You know, I do one little wash and, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just so easy. And, and over the last probably week or two, I, now that I'm settled in my home and I've, I've dealt with all my family issues and I feel like I'm finally in a place where I can focus on me again, I actually wore color today, which is the yes. first thing I've worn in a long time. So maybe you can say that you inspired me for today. I, I, I got a little color back into my day, which is huge for me. Uh, I haven't worn color in a long time. So thank you for that. But let's talk a little bit about you. Tell, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into fashion or style, as I should say, and we'll talk about fashion versus style in a few minutes. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, interesting story for sure about your black t-shirt and jean phase. And I think we all kind of (laughs) experienced that at some point or multiple points in our lives, for sure. I know I myself have done that. And I guess it kind of is a segue into my story. Like I um, am a former geologist, environmental consultant. I did that for over 14 years. And then I segued into um, software consulting. And during that phase, um, the company I was working for got bought out and I was kind of thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with uh, corporate America at this point, but then what do I want to do? Right. I've always kind of had this environmental and consulting background. And I, um, but during that lead up to that time, I had started changing where I shop for my clothes. I had reached a point uh, shortly after moving to Phoenix, I called my beige bland and boring period. <laughs> uh, I came from Denver to Phoenix and it just, I wasn't gaining traction with my style. It was affordable, generic clothing, but it wasn't me. Uh, Not that what I wear is particularly like audacious or flamboyant, but what I was wearing still wasn't embodying or representative of me. 
And when I uh, went into a thrift store um, randomly one day out of just nothing but retail therapy, I thought, oh my goodness, like, why haven't I been doing this before? Because the items, the abundance of items, the variety, the quality, the price point, I was thinking, mm-hmm. well, this is, this is great. And you, you know, lived in Phoenix, we have abundance of thrift stores and lots of people coming and going through our city. So I think that really helps with what they donate or consign. So that had been kind of happening in the background. And when I was facing, what am I going to do if I leave corporate America? What am I going to do? I realized that during that time, I had shifted my style, shifted my appearance, was getting compliments from strangers frequently. Now, that's not a requirement of style by any means, but it's a sign. (laughs) But it is nice. (laughs) It is nice. And it's a sign that you're doing something that's noticeable. And it's a sign that you also are embodying it. And that's the key thing. Like a lot of times compliments, people think it's like, oh, it's the clothes. That's really a minor part of it. It's the fact that you are just showing up differently because of what you're wearing. Well, yeah, your confidence is impacted. Your self-esteem is impacted. You stand up taller. You're straighter. You're, you, you just present differently. You show up differently. Exactly, exactly. And all of those things are what I wanted to bring to my clients with starting my business because it had this aha moment of, wait a minute, if I could do that for myself... I want to do that for others. And the secondhand component was extremely important for me because I am very much uh, practice, you know, intentional living, sustainable living in my own life. I still only shop secondhand for clothes. And so that's how I got here. And that was for personal styling. Um, and so I did that for a number of years and shifted to the brand styling, which I know we'll, we'll talk about. But to your point, you are 100% correct. How we show up is absolutely affected by um, how we feel about what we're wearing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I and I think it's important to take that time, you know, to actually get dressed every morning and, and start your day with intention because I, I I reflect back on my 20s or even earlier, my teens and my 20s and my 30s and my 40s, where I was really into my fashion and you would not have caught me dead wearing what I was wearing today without makeup going out in public. And yet for the last two, three years, that's what I've done. I, I don't really focus on my makeup. I don't focus on my clothes. It really does not mean anything to me to go out in public because I'm just so focused on getting things done. But now that I have a little bit more life experience and I've settled down a little bit and I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm in a good place again, I can focus on me again. And, and, you know, getting up this morning and just putting a pink sweater on made a huge difference. I'm like, yeah, I I feel like my day started off bright and cheery. Yes. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm in the East coast, so it's noon for me. (laughs) I've already had half my day. (laughs) So, you know, I've gone to the post office and I've gone to the printers and I've done all these things. I actually went to the beach this morning and it, it, you know, you just feel better. You feel different when you're dressed for the day. Absolutely. Yes. So tell me what, what does a professional brand stylist do? And and tell me the difference, and maybe you can answer these together or separately, but what is the difference between fashion and style? And then what does a professional brand stylist do? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of carrying on from the first question, you know, I started the business, started working with individuals and that was personal styling. And so that was working with people one-on-one um, to not only develop and determine what their you know authentic, unique style was, but to help them then convey that through the reuse of their clothes and shopping. So styling is different from fashion because styling involves the person. Personal styling is defined as bringing the inside to the outside. And so fashion is 
you know, what's out there, the clothes, it's kind of external to us. Yes, we need clothing or fashion to wear, (laughs) to embody our style, but it isn't the arbiter of our style. That comes from within and who we are. And that's where I think a lot of people get it crossed because they think, oh, this is a fashion trend, or this is something that they say I need to wear to be fashionable. There's all this kind of constructs around fashion, uh, body image, that type of thing. But the reality is we need to separate that and know, have that really strong filter to know like, okay, this is what's around me and what I'm seeing, but this is what I know that honors me. That piece is going to reflect me. That piece is going to flatter me. So we can select what works for us. And that is how it becomes our personal style reflecting who we are. Um, So that's that part of it. And then I segued into what I'm calling, you know, professional brand styling because I'm working with organizations now. And it is, uh, for me, been a very fun transition because it has a broader impact and reach. But what I'm doing is I am bringing together the teams for these organizations, their their, um, employees and the people that are part of their team and determining what the, so having them and then the brand, the organization, the brand, the mission, the values, what their brand means (laughs) from a like a living aspect. And so then it becomes, how does that inform the dress code? How does that inform how we want to guide people what to wear? Is there even a dress code? And so it's really amazing because we can, teach people how to develop their style, how to present themselves in a way that's authentic and aligned with who they are, but doing so in a way that aligns with and honors a professional setting. And that is the the dress code or the guidance, depending on how um, the company wants to pursue it. And it's very powerful because when I teach this, it really gives people framework it gives them some aha moments. Sometimes they don't know that style starts with them. And instead of a dress code or style guidance, just being this like handed down on high and here you go, dress like this, we're giving it context. And that's why I call it professional brand styling. The brand for these organizations is the context. It's not just do as I say, wear these clothes. Why do you want me to wear these clothes? How am I supposed mm-hmm. to wear these clothes? Let's give you, meaning the team for these uh, organizations, this guidance and root it in the brand, root it in why we're here, root it in our mission and our purpose and our values and who we serve so that you understand why we may be asking you to dress this way for this type of setting or like in hospitality, sometimes the hotels are in different parts of the country. So what works for one uh, may uh, only maybe some of that will translate to what works for another one. So it's really this integration. Now, what, some of the things that you were talking about got me thinking about how hospitality has um, maybe uniforms for certain, like a spa, you wear a certain outfit or in hairstyling, you might wear a certain type of clothing. You know, I I know my hairstylist always wears black and, and I did not influence her. Um, <laughs> so, how do you work around like the uniform? to, to get that personal style and do they, can they still wear that uniform or is this in addition to, you know, when they're not wearing the uniform, how, do, how does that work? Yeah. Can you give so us an example. Yeah. So I've worked with a few organizations on both what we call like their non-uniform teams and uniform and a uniform is still a uniform, but the selection in terms of the silhouette, the colors, if there's going to be patterns, is rooted in the brand and how uh, they want to be perceived. And so it will, 
um, influence color selection and palette fabric, um, where the company is located has a significant influence, you know, in terms of like allowing shorts or not for certain uniform roles. Uh, so dealing with that a lot in Phoenix, obviously. Um, you know, or one, short sleeve versus long sleeve, exactly. or jacket versus no jacket. Okay. Absolutely. One client of mine, they, we had a, you know, we were updating a uniform for one of their restaurants on property, but we, allowed people to wear whatever fun socks they wanted, as long as they were not offensive. So we wanted them to have the ability to kind of pull some um, element of their personality. And if they chose to um, another one in terms of colors, you know, this was a property management company. that operate a number of luxury apartments um, in Phoenix. And when I did a tour to look at their properties, because I kind of knew where they were, but wasn't familiar. So we kind of did like a highlight tour where I went to four different properties to take pictures, talk to their teams, I really get a sense of like the vibe and it, no big surprise, you know, for them, it's very desert. It was, you know, a lot of tans, beiges, natural colors. So we're not putting them in black and gray for their uniforms. We're not putting them in red and purple for their uniforms. It's completely off brand. Not only do their brands for their brand specifications, do they have like certain colors and fonts that you would see in their printed and advertising material, marketing materials. But when you see their properties, you realize how it translates for those properties. So we wanted their people to be a living extension of that brand so that they create that sense of place and not look like they're completely just, um, you know, not a part of it where it doesn't land. And a common mistake I've seen, it's interesting you bring up the all black is I have had clients tell me, well, we're just going to put all of our people in black and white. That, that doesn't always land for the space. It's the easiest thing. But is that how a brand wants to differentiate themselves? Is that how they want to say that they're distinguished or that they're luxury? Just by saying, we're just going to do what everyone else does. And that's that's another kind of, another side of that <laughs> story. Well, it, it also kind of ties into branding, you know? So when you see somebody from uh, Target, for example, they're wearing the red shirt and khakis. Uh, and I know this because I made the mistake of walking into a, a Target store when I lived in Sierra Vista <laughs> and I was wearing khaki pants and a red sweater. And somebody asked me where something was. And I happened to be able to answer their question. And they turned around, and asked me another question. And I had to tell them, I don't work here. Yeah. And they're like, well, I thought because of your outfit that you worked here. So yep. that branding stuck yep. in their head. Yep. You know, if you see somebody with a red shirt and khaki pants, they work here. They work so I never wear those two colors together because <laughs> I do not want to be part of the Target brand, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny how in Arizona you would put somebody in uh, maybe browns and sand color or whatever to align with their brand there. But maybe in Hawaii, you would do vivid colors, maybe exactly. prints. Exactly. Exactly. And I was thinking about Hawaii for some reason. I forget why. Probably was an article I read about something recently. And it, it is that when people kind of just want to say, well, I'm just going to wear this because it, you know they think it's just going to check all the boxes across the board. And it's like, but if you're wearing something that's good for one setting, it's not always going to land and be of the setting in Hawaii, for example, that right. is a reason to pull out the colors, the prints, potentially uh, more natural fabrics, that type of thing. That in, for example, let's say New York City, the classic example, is going to look a little out of place. Right. Extra layering, dark, heavy fabrics, colors, uh, neutral, deep neutral colors may look out of place in Phoenix, depending on the brand. So yes, of course, there's always exceptions, but we have to consider the setting and sense of place. But Hawaii is a great example. Right. And I would never wear Argyle in Phoenix or Hawaii, yeah. but I would in New York. 
Totally. Yeah. Totally. So I, I totally, I totally get that. I love it. Um, how is professional styling different from personal styling? So in this sense, it's focusing on the organizations and the individuals that work for them versus just working with the individual one-on-one with their style. So professional styling is bringing the brand um, and the organization together with the individual in that professional setting. Okay. Do you ever work with uh, like their marketing team or do you just um, do you just come in and just focus on what you do? No, absolutely. It it is usually a collaboration between human resources, operations, and marketing, because marketing has a lot of the branding guidance and the direction for the brand. Uh, Human resources doesn't have to be involved. I shouldn't say that is usually involved, because especially if we're tinkering with the dress code, um, because we want to make sure that their eyes are on it. And it's um, checking the boxes in terms of like, Literally, there's rules around things, especially when it comes to gender and things like that. Like you cannot specify something for men. Like For example, you cannot say, well, the men have these shorts available, but women don't have any shorts available. That's gender discrimination uh, from like a uniform perspective. Um, right. So that's uh, that's why human resources and typically operations. You know, I've been up to the level of like GMs at hotels or like presidents because presidents of organizations because they have like the vision. And while like we're kind of executing at this level, they want to see, okay, this has come together in the way that I saw it as well. And it really depends on the client, how involved they are. Um, Some of them are just evolved at the end when we roll it out, like here's everyone in their uniforms. Um, You know, here's why we chose what we did. Here's how this is going to be, you know, implemented. And they're like, cool, let's make these changes, but otherwise it's good. Or, you know, it all depends. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And and how can they carry this knowledge of, of style, of personal style uh, to their personal lives? I mean, how can they yeah. translate that information? Yeah. So especially when I'm doing my workshops and dress code development, um, so not so much for uniforms per se, is that's a very like specific um what do I want to say? Like work and styling, you know, we're creating or designing the uniform program. Um, that's kind of over here. But when it comes to non-uniform teams and delivering workshops and presentations, which I also do, that is a hundred percent translatable to personal lives because in my style workshops, I am teaching my process. It's the process I use with my clients and it's universalized. It is meant to be applicable to people in their personal lives, their professional lives. If they want to design their own style for when they go on vacation, if they want a casual style, they can take that process and rinse and repeat as many times as they want to create the style that they want for themselves in various areas of their lives. So, of course, when I'm working for my corporate clients, we're leading with the, hey, I'm teaching them this process. I'm incorporating your brand so it's on the professional framework. So that people can show up in alignment with your expectations and standards for your brand professionally. But I always say during those workshops, don't forget, you can apply this to your personal life, but there's things that I teach. So, you know, the elements of flattering style, fit, proportion, and silhouette, that doesn't just stop at work. People can take that knowledge and apply it to their personal lives. When I teach color theory and how to apply colors, how to kind of choose a color palette of course, that's applicable. So there's various elements to um, that is part of the teaching from smart shopping to discovering who you are that obviously uh, benefits them in all areas of their lives, which is what makes it so potent. Yeah. So why, why would it matter? And, and I know this sounds like an obvious answer, but why does it matter that people dress well at work, especially? 
Yeah. So it really starts from within, you know, you, and you talked about this at the beginning of the show, when you dress a certain way and you dress in a way that aligns with who you are and makes you feel good, you show up differently and you present differently. And this is also a way of showing to the world that you value yourself and that you matter to you. And that's always like step one is setting that intention. And so that's the one thing. A lot of people think that it has to do with first impressions and like external. And I have a theory that kind of we might be, and I've never really flushed this out. It's the first time I'm saying it. We're either internally motivated or externally motivated for why we dress. Uh, I am way more internally motivated than externally. Some people need to leave the house to get dressed well. <laughs> That's maybe external motivation. There's no right or wrong. But a lot of times people use the first impressions, first impressions for why we need to get dressed. I know a number of people for whom that's not a factor for them at all. So uh, I think that it's important to realize that how you dress is your brand. You are broadcasting to the world how you feel about yourself. It's influencing how you show up. It's, of course, influencing how you are perceived by others. If you work for a company that has pretty high standards, if you're working for hospitality, for example, where you're front and center in front of your guests and clients, you are the living brand. So it's not something that should just be like left to be accidental uh, from a business perspective. Um, but it also is going to influence how you perform at your job and not to mention how you feel about yourself throughout the day. Because I have found in my own experience in talking with clients that when we're dissatisfied with what we're wearing, we are self-conscious which means we may hold back a little bit. We second guess ourselves, which means we're distracted at work or we are, um, oh my goodness, I just lost the third one. <laughs> we are, uh, yeah, I can't remember it. Sorry. So okay. we, we, this affects us. We are not sh- shrinking. That's the third one. We shrink. So there may be a case we're in a meeting, for example. Oh, I'm not going to raise my hand. I don't want to call attention to myself. I I feel awkward in what I'm wearing. So all these little things that we may actually be accustomed to are happening to us in our day. And it's truly affecting how we show up because of how we're reacting to what we're wearing. And not for nothing, this of course affects any sort of career trajectory because that whole, like you dress for the job you want, not the one you have, people may not like it, but it is truth. And how you're showing up, your managers are not not noticing this. They are still noticing. Are you showing up? Are you turning the camera on? Are you ready for work? Even virtual, hybrid work, back to work in person, you're still being seen. And I think the past two years, people really thought they were not being seen, but we still are. Oh, no, absolutely. In fact, I think you're being seen more directly because now when you're on a Zoom call, your face is the only thing everyone looks at while you're Absolutely. talking. Whereas if you were in a, a room in, a, in an office or a boardroom or a conference room, you might speak, but there's always those three or four people that will just kind of ignore you and space out and <laughs> you know they're doodling and whatever, and they don't even know that you're talking. But now you're right there. It, you, you can't be missed. And so I, I do agree with you. Um, so I, I, I know we talked a little bit about this, but personal style impacts your work. And I, I think it impacts it in a very um, important way. And, and sometimes even if your job does not have a dress code, uh-huh. like mine doesn't, <laughs> I work for myself. So I have to create my own dress code. And 
in fact, recently I've been thinking about doing some things to kind of um, put myself out there a little bit more. And it's funny how you were talking about this earlier. If you're not dressed appropriately or you're not feeling good about yourself, you're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to ask those questions. And that's exactly what changed my, my focus is I thought, okay, um, now that I've got all these other things taken care of, I'm ready to put the attention back on me. Well, what do I need to do to make that happen? I need to dress better. I need to make sure that, you know, everything looks good. So that when someone looks at me, they're not going, Hmm, she really needs to dress better or be nice if she did her hair, (laughs) if she were, you know, something like that. Right. So I I do, I do think that's a a very important thing. Um, Why should a company care about helping their employees or their teams or, or their colleagues with performance uh, with professional style and style education? Why is that important? Yeah, great question. So I spent some time going through notes from my former clients and consistent words that showed up before they started working with me were overwhelm, anxiety, and frustration. And my proposition and message to my corporate clients is these are feelings that people faced around getting dressed before the pandemic. (laughs) Not to always hang everything on the pandemic, but we all know that caused a lot of anxiety, overwhelm, and frustration unto itself. So people were facing this because they didn't know what to wear. They weren't happy with their outfits. They felt decision fatigue, deciding what to wear. And that is why, because do you want your people showing up with those negative emotions before their day even starts at work? Or can you help them on this journey, not to give them a very rigid dress? I mean, I shouldn't discount rigid dress coats. They have their place. But I think sometimes people think that's what a dress code is. It's not what it needs to be. It can be guidance. It can be education. You don't even need a dress code. You can just educate people to literally dress for their best so that when they show up, what they're wearing is empowering them and not distracting them. You know, they're excited to get ready. They are not dismayed and they have the education, knowledge, and tools to do this themselves. And the reason this is also important is because what we wear is tied to our identity and our confidence and our mental well-being, as I already discussed about the mental well-being aspect of getting ready. And if companies are giving their people tools to help support them with their identity, which is also so important coming out of the pandemic right now, many people are asking, who am I? What matters to me? What's important to me? This is a great time to help them with that, this, the styling aspect, that part of their identity. And of course, their confidence. I'm talking to a lot of potential clients right now. Well, we've got team members who haven't even done client meetings in person since they started with us. We have team members that haven't done client meetings while working for us. Maybe they're seasoned professionals, but came onto a company during the pandemic. What do they wear? How do they pack for travel? They're all facing these questions. So as a company, you can really do so much to help nip that in the bud for your people so they're not left second guessing or stressing out the night before corporate travel. And it will really help them feel that confidence. I agree. And I I think knowing what the parameters are really helps employees feel like I can do this. You know, I don't have to dress, you know, in all these bright colors when I'm in Arizona or I don't have to, you know, dress it in sand colors while I'm in Alaska. It it fits the environment. It fits their personality. It fits the the profile of the business. So, so many things uh, are checked off and and it kind of takes fashion or style to the background, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because once you do something well, you can move on to something else. A hundred percent. 
You were, right. I, I always say, I'm like, effortless style is a myth, but it takes effort for it to become effortless. What we see, right. oh, she's got it pulled together. He looks great. And they think that just was bestowed down on them, <laughs> you know, and they just got it. But there's so much effort and effort looks different from person to person right. uh, involved for it to become something that is then effortless. My style is completely effortless for me. I've studied it. I'm fascinated by it. I put the work into it. And then I forget about it. I don't exactly. have that decision fatigue and that mental you know, bandwidth on it. Yep. It, well, it, well said. We're going to take a break here, but if you'd like to get in touch with Loren, her email, I'm sorry, not her email. Her website is Loren, L-O-R-E-N-E, North, N-O-R-T-H.com. Feel free to contact her directly. She'd be happy to set you up. Yes and uh, help you through this process. And she does work with individuals virtually as well as in person. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can access our podcast there. You can subscribe to our magazine there. Executive Function Magazine will be launching July 10th, and that's our third issue. And Loren actually has an article that she's written for that particular uh, issue. So you can grab a copy there. You can also see this live interview on our YouTube channel. We'll be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fawzia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fawzia works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at Executive Function Coach AZ.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking with Loren North. Uh, she is a style expert, and we are talking about style in the workplace. So, welcome back, Loren. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, I, I really uh, have enjoyed the first half of our conversation. And for our listeners who um, are curious, I met Loren uh, about five years ago, and uh, I just have always been interested in what she did. And so when I had the opportunity to ask her to come on the radio, I was really excited uh, to, to have her come and talk about style, because I think it's such an important thing in helping people become the best versions of themselves and to become successful. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lauren, for, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate that. Yeah, really appreciate being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. So um, more and more people are trying to get back into the workforce. You know, COVID has kind of done its thing. It's been, a, it's been I think, going on three years now. <laughs> Most people thought it was, what, a two-week thing. So <laughs> after all these years, they're going back to work. They're going into the workplace, maybe part-time, maybe full-time, or maybe they're still working from home. But does it matter? Like if they're still working from home, does it matter what they wear in their Zoom calls? Does does it matter? So tell me why. Yeah, this is such an interesting question in many layers. And I want to tie it back to something you said at the beginning around how you know, when you had a lot of stuff going on in your life, you were like, I'm wearing a black t-shirt and jeans and oh, yeah. black t-shirt may be a little different, but this is what I just need to get through this phase. And I always want to like couch what I talk about with style with that, because there are times in our lives when we just have to triage and like what we're wearing and creative expression and, and taking care of ourselves in that way is in the back burner because we need to take care of ourselves in other ways. We may need extra sleep. We may need to work out more. We may be seeing someone for like support. And that's an hour out of our day for our like therapy appointments or whatever it is that we need or our coaching appointments or things like that, where we have priorities and the style doesn't mean we just forget about ourselves because, but we're just honoring ourselves in a different way. But it does tend to take a back burner to other priorities, doesn't it? It does. It does. And my thing is eventually it's got to come forward again. (laughs) And I have done it myself. You know, when you said, when you were working from home, just, we don't get dressed. We don't wear makeup. When I started working from home, it was in 2014. (laughs) This is when I still worked for a different company and there was no zoom. It was just conference calls all the time. We weren't seen, we couldn't be seen. And as someone coming out of corporate, corporate America and getting dressed and everything, I went to complete, and I find this with my clients time and time again, and what we all do and what I'm going to kind of tell you what the solution is in my opinion, but what we all do is we go from this to this. We go one extreme to the other of like, oh, I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to put on makeup. It doesn't matter. Camera's off. Or in my case, there was no camera. It's comfortable. And you know what? I totally get it. And I think you can allow yourself that time, but then I think we kind of need to pick ourselves up and pick up the pieces as as it is. And figure out how we want to show the world that we value ourselves. Because one of the biggest things I've seen coming out of the pandemic is saying, it doesn't matter. When you say that, what you're saying is, you don't matter. And we need to be able to show the world that we do matter because (laughs) it's very important. Um, And the thing is, is it's not always going to be our specific clothes. You brought up makeup, for example. For some people, I have a client of mine for whom styling was very important for her. What she wore is very important for her. You should have saw her makeup collection and the colors and the palette and the YouTube videos. 
Yes, she wanted to look good neck down, but this was her play space. This was where she wanted to make sure it was like on point with her, but this was the play. For me, I'm neck down. That's the playing. And so she, so I encourage people to find that. Like it's the clothing, in my opinion, for Zoom, for in person, et cetera, needs to be representative of who you are and what matters to you. Always starting with the person. It also needs to be honoring of the message you want to send. So thinking about that, so this is the trifecta of powerful style. And I, I used the analogy of a stool. A one-legged yeah. stool does not stand on its own. So we start with who you are, the person, there's leg one. Leg two, what's the message you want to send? On a Saturday morning, the message may be, I'm nothing. I am comfort staying in my pajamas. On a Tuesday afternoon with a potential client, it may be time to turn the camera on because I want to send a message that I am credible, that I'm an authority, that they should trust me, et cetera, whatever those messages are. Now we have the second leg of the stool. Stool can't stand on its own yet. We need a third leg. And that is the setting. And what that means is that even this, the Zoom, you're at work. So you still want to honor that. You're still in a professional environment. It's just your office is at home. That setting is different than when you're going out for, with friends on a Friday afternoon. You mentioned walking on the beach. You wouldn't wear, I wouldn't wear what I'm wearing to talk with you on the beach. Yes, it honors me. Yes, it sends my, a message I want to send. Does the beach care that I'm sending it, that I'm a credible, trusted person? No, the beach does not care. It would look so awkward. I'm wearing heels. I wouldn't even be able to walk in the sand. So that's why you need all three legs of that stool to help bring that together, which is a long way of answering the question that if you matter to you, if who you, if you want to convey to the world who you are, uh, how you do that may be more from makeup, accessories, hair. Don't forget about those clothes. Make it, you know, tie it together so it's not very lopsided. That's, you know, my, my approach and guidance. But honor the uh, message that you're trying to send, and that goes with who you're meeting with, and then, of course, the setting. Um, I also think it's a great way to show self-care. You know, I've read various articles around this where people are like, you know what, I've got time in the morning. I'm working from home. I don't need to use it to get ready. That's an hour I have back in my life. Mm -hmm. And that may very well be the case, but then I do want to ask the question is, how do you feel about it day in and day out for three years of essentially just not dressing well? Um, and is that your brand? Is that your message? That's why I always tie it back to the message. Is that always the message you want to send? It may not be that you are wearing stilettos and a, uh, you know, a corporate business dress at work every day at work at home, but how is it that you can show that you still have that self-care and you're caring for yourself? What is that like next level outfit that you can put together that work from home uniform, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, and another thing to think about with that as well is you can give yourself, and I frequently do this, a day where you're off. Mondays are usually my off day. I'm probably working. I almost never have makeup on. I'm never on camera. And I'm usually in comfortable clothes. And that's been my way of adapting through working from home, where I give myself a day to just not be on. I need that. And then the next day, I'm like ready to be on again. Um, so that's helped me navigate that. Because again, going back to, I went from the one extreme to the other that was a bad idea. <laughs> it didn't work. I didn't feel like myself. Um, so when I kind of found the middle ground of getting dressed, getting ready, I still dress for working, working from home, but I give myself that day um, off. And I find that that's been a good balance for me. Um, and I've given that advice for others and they 
some people have been like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to adapt that. <laughs> so that's another way people can integrate that into their Zoom meetings and working from home calendar. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, I, and I appreciate you sharing some of your personal information because I think it really helps people to hear that they're not the only one that deals with this. Uh, like, you know, you and I talked before we, we went live on the radio show about how I went through some very difficult years where I was taking care of my uncle and then my dad and now my mom. And I, I mean, I'm just going, going, going. And so one of the solutions that I had was to just wear jeans and a t-shirt every day. Well, Mm -hmm. I settled on a black t-shirt because I can buy 30 different black t-shirts and I don't have to worry about what I'm going to wear that day. And I have one set of earrings that I wear every single day and I love them. They're beautiful. They're platinum, but they're, you know, they're not that, I mean, they're not an everyday style. They're, you know, nice Saturday earrings, really. They're not like the ones I, would, I should wear every day, but I think it's important to, you know, figure out that that is also just a phase and, and it's important when you're ready, you move on to the next phase. And, you know, right now I'm getting ready to, do some new things. So I'm, I'm starting to put color back into my, into my day. Um, not just my wardrobe, but I'm starting to put color in other places in my house as well. So yeah. it, you start seeing yourself go through phases. And I think it's really important to just be okay with that not have to feel bad about, okay, right now, I just, I just got to get through some things. Absolutely. And, and that's okay. Yeah. I think that's a huge theme of this. And when I certainly, you know, when we talk about this and we prepare, didn't see coming, but I'm with you on the phases. I mean, the phases of life and how we're presenting ourselves and how we're navigating them are just so paramount. And when we're ready to show the world who we are again, and we may be a different person on the other side of that, that's where styling can come into play. And that's why I think it's really exciting coming out of the um, the pandemic because people are really asking that of themselves and their identities. And so let's mm-hmm. start there because who you are is the basis and the foundation of style. So it's, to me, that's, um, you know, a fun time if people are in that position to be asking that question, if they are coming out of that phase where they're like ready to show the world who they are again, it's like, well, how have you evolved? How have you changed? How does that mean for your style? Like, let's, let's show the world who you are in this new 2.0 version. (laughs) And how do you feel about people playing around with different, different styles? You know, today you might like, all neutrals tomorrow, you might like bright colors, but I think it's important. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I think it's really important to try new things out to see what you really like. Always, 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 always. I think there are just certain things that are like non-negotiables or standards you have for your style. So for me, one of my like non-negotiables is natural fabrics on my upper body because I sweat a lot, be very truthful and (laughs) full disclosure on this. So this is a silk woven sweater. So we're human beings. We're we're humans. And we don't talk about these things, but you're right. We have to be honest. (laughs) We have to be honest. Exactly. Like I know my body. So I know that I don't want to wear a lot of polyester synthetics on my upper body because they hold sweat and odor and they smell bad after a while. So I have my non-negotiables and what I call my style standards. I recommend Mm -hmm. everybody should develop those about three of them because three is a great number. You can remember it's not overwhelming. Standards are going to be different for different people. So for me, it's like color, fabric, and fit. But beyond those standards, the non-negotiables, the world is a playground. So absolutely, I encourage people to play and experiment with different styles, understanding where do you start before you do that? That comes back to you again, your preferences. You, there's like, I never wear orange. I, I never wear orange, yellow, or really even green. Those are my preferences. I don't know if that's ever really going to change for me. 
But does uh, the pattern, do the patterns I wear change? Yes. Do certain um, ways I'm putting things together change? Yes. But that's my example. So obviously for everyone, it's going to be different. Start with who you are. Start with what matters to you. Start with your preferences. Start with your lifestyle. We talked about this. Start with your location. Where do you live? My style that I wear here in Arizona is vastly different than what I would wear in Denver. There would still be elements that I would maintain because it's who I am, uh, but it would change. I main thing, climate <laughs> being a huge right. influence. Um, so understanding that, what do you do for work? I mean, we talked about the message. What is your daily routine for work? Who are you meeting with? These are the things. And then I'm with you, Fajia, uh, entirely because you want to think about it like a scientist. And I kind of pull in that background, experiment, experiment, experiment. There's no failure. There's just this didn't turn out as well as I had hoped. And then eventually it's like this momentum thing and inertia. It's like you stay in motion, right? You keep experimenting, you keep experimenting. Next thing you know, it's less experimental and more just like, oh, look at how that came together. This works, this works. And then mm-hmm. you realize these were the things I gravitated to. And these, yeah, I wore them once. I tried them. They didn't serve me moving them along. Well, it's kind of like driving, you know, the first year you're driving, it's, you're so aware of everything as you become better at it, it becomes second nature. You don't even think about it. You know, you can think about making your next meal or your next presentation or whatever you're going to be doing after you're driving. So you want that feeling to be, you know, just kind of back burners. Like I'm able to do this without really putting much effort into it. Yes. Yes. So you talked about color, fabric, and fit. How does somebody know what colors are best for them, what fabrics are best for them, and what fit is best for them? Yeah, great question. And probably beyond even the scope of this, but I can give some highlights. Um, When it comes to fabrics, um, it comes down to what I would say is what are the ones Look at the clothes you wear the most. We all have our favorites. We know who they are, our old friends in our closet. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> black t-shirt. <laughs> favorite black t-shirt because you're going to have 30, but I bet you there's only like five that are your favorites. You know what? You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> so look at your favorites and look at the fabrics. See mm-hmm. what those fabrics are and note them. I am a complete fabric like fanatic. So let's use the alliteration. I am a fabric fanatic because I like how certain fabrics feel in my body. For certain people, it's very secondary to them and not important. But if you are someone who has sensitive skin, if you are someone who sweats a lot, I encourage you to consider natural fabrics. So things like cotton, linen, wool, silk, or blends of those fabrics. It's okay that there's maybe a cotton poly blend. Not that it's okay, but I'm just saying that's you know a, a way that you can navigate that if you can't find the pure fabrics. Um, but My advice for that is just look at the ones you wear the most, find out what those fabrics are, note them. I've had people that have never worn silk before in the fitting room, put it on. What am I wearing? You're wearing silk for the first time. I don't ever want to take it off. So you may have that revelation in your journey with this. As far as colors go, same thing. What are your friends? What colors do you wear the most? And if you are someone who's stuck in your neutral zone, which I have been there myself, many of my clients have also been there wearing black and white because it's easy and it matches and all the excuses is a whole Mm -hmm. separate topic. Look at the colors you want to wear. Wear those in the back of your closet collecting dust. And if just because you don't know how to wear the colors together, we can shelve that for another topic. Start with what you want to wear. What And if you are wearing colors, what are the ones you wear the most? Now, if you're someone who has a question about which is the best color for me, I've had color draping done, which is a professional service that certain image consultants will do. I myself don't do that. I had it done for me. But one of the easiest tricks is standing in front of a mirror and putting something on. And I've had this happen to me time and time again. 
If the color is not right for you, you will immediately develop shadows here and here under your neck in this area. You will look washed out. And if you really want to double check on that, and this is again, something I've done and had done to me by pure accident, go outside and have someone take a picture of you in that color. That happened to me on a coral dress I was wearing because everyone said coral was so good on me. I won't be caught dead in coral. I looked <laughs> awful. It was, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my gosh. This well, is I think you. it matters which shade of coral you're wearing also. Totally. I mean, and that's the other thing. Like I don't, I stay away from yellows, but there are certain shades of yellow that are not that bad. Yeah. For and me. the other thing is do not, I'm giving you guidance. I'm sharing that. I have a deep, deep affinity for camel I should not wear it near my face. So I don't, I wear it waist down. So yeah. do, do you, that's always the first thing here. There are colors that we should, or maybe shouldn't wear because of how they look. I've realized there's certain ones I am definitely going to stay away from because I realized, Oh wow, this really does not flatter me in the way I want. Uh, but then again, there's like, I love this color and I'm still going to wear it. <laughs> so. And I think what matters is how you feel in it. If you Absolutely. feel good and you feel confident, then go with it, you know? And, and as long as you're not like me and you're wearing the same outfit every day, like I wear my jeans and black t-shirt every day, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day. And that really comes down to the intention, which is such a crucial message. I started message. I started 2022 with is intention. A lot of times people think clothes style starts with clothes. Really. It starts with your intention, your intention for yourself, your intention for how you want to show up, your intention to change. And to your point, Fajia, you could be, someone could listening could be going through that phase and realize tomorrow I can start stepping out of that. Literally tomorrow, I can wear a color. I can wear a different fabric. I can wear a pattern. I can see what's been lingering in the back corners of the closet that I've forgotten about. Um, right. Yeah. What about fit? We, we, we've talked about color and fabric. What about fit? How does somebody know something fits well? Yep. So fit is the most neglected aspect of flattering style. It is the most important. It is the most crucial uh, all outfits start with proper, I should say all great outfits, all iconic outfits start with proper fit. And uh, I like to say you could buy a $5 dress from a thrift store or you could buy a $5,000 dress. And if they don't fit well, it really doesn't matter at that point. It's nothing to do with the price or the brand. So here's how you can assess fit. Step one is you absolutely need a full length mirror. A number of my clients before working with me admitted to only having those kind of half bathroom mirrors and they only saw from the waist up, doing yourself <laughs> a huge disservice. You can only see 50% of the outfit. Right. Get a full length mirror and then look at the outfit. Proper fit means your clothing skims your body. Skim doesn't grip, doesn't cling, and doesn't make you in a potato sack. It skims you. We know there's a person beneath there. It means there's no excessive tugging or pulling across the chest or the bust or the top of hip. It does. And it also means there's like not excessive length, uh, meaning things are just way too long and blousy and billowy. Your pants, you know, really shouldn't pull or gather on the top of your feet. That probably means, mean, means they need to be hemmed. Uh, for both ladies and gentlemen, um, when it comes to shirts, of course, I'm wearing sleeveless this is a bad example, but your, your um, seam of your shirt should be right around your shoulder hinge, unless it is a drop sleeve style or like a dolman or something like that. But generally, uh, if your seam is down here, that means something's too big for you. If it's up like here, you're being constricted. It's probably too small. Um, right. But those are the rules of thumb. Just remember, skim your body. Many of us, because of body image issues and mindset issues around what's possible for us, we tend to wear clothes that are too big. Uh, it's very, very common. And that's not doing us a disservice. 
Yeah. So thank you very or much. Doing for us sharing. Some, sorry, I'm sorry. Doing, doing us a good so, service. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we are getting ready to close up and I have one last question for you. What advice would you give your 20 year old self? Yeah. So you asked me this at the beginning and I have been thinking about this and I think what's happened is I'm going to share a little bit more about my story and my style journey, which has been haphazard at best. Um, really, I have been going from being made fun of from what I'm wearing to trying to copy people to navigating living in four different states. And so that affects my style to becoming a stylist. And I would say in my 20s, I was very fixated on being not perfect. I thought my skin was bad. And in a way, my skin actually was bad. I've spent a lot of money on good products to (laughs) prepare my skin. I had a lot of acne when I was younger. But be that as it may, I was so judgmental and harsh on my skin, on my weight, on my body. And turns out in your 40s, that's all nonsense. I was just fine the way I was. And my style journey has been one of discovery and honoring who I am. So anyone listening, it really comes back to self and who you are and how you want to present and show up in the world. And if you're someone in their 20s, it's like, don't be so hard on yourself because turns out you're going to look back and realize it was all fine the way you were. <laughs> you know what? I agree with you. I, I think it's, it, it all works out and we are really hard on ourselves. So um, if you'd like to get a hold of Loren, um, you can go to Loren, L-O-R-E-N-E North, N-O-R-T-H.com. Uh, you can, um, can, can somebody email you through yes. your website? Okay. Yes. So if you want to shoot her an email, go ahead and go to her website and she'd be happy to respond to you. Uh, if you're looking for individual or um, corporate um, style, she's definitely the person to go to. She's awesome. I think so anyway. Um, so um, yeah, de- definitely a way to improve your style. And um, if you'd like to see this particular video, um, we, we did record this on video. It will be on my YouTube channel and you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com, which is my website. And on my website, you can see the YouTube channel. Uh, This will probably take about a week for us to get up online. You can also subscribe to our magazine, Executive Function Magazine. And that's where Lauren will be writing. Lauren will be writing an article. So July 10th, if you want to read her article on style and misconceptions and just, it's a wonderful article. So if you want to read that, go to uh, the website and subscribe to the magazine. And last and not least, if you want to listen to the radio show podcast, you can go onto the the website as well. Um, So I just want to say a a quick thank you to all the listeners um, from around the world. So if you're in China or Ireland or Scotland or uh, Pakistan or India or California. It doesn't matter. I, without you, the show could not be done. So thank you. And we will uh, talk to you again next week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.